when you have these types of outer planets meet in contrast to the quick, more personal planets like Sun, Moon, or Venus, it usually causes changes on a grand scale for everyone. Thank you for tuning in as Out of Office presents Work From Home, a mini-series. In light of the global pandemic, we decided to go off script and manifest a mini-series to bring insight, perspective, and positivity as we adapt to a new meaning behind the phrase work from home. We are navigating this global social situation as you are, and we hope through this, we can navigate it together. Today, we're working from home with Alice Bell, an Aquarius sun, Pisces moon, and Leo rising. Alice is the resident astrologer for British Vogue and has also written astrology content for Vogue USA, Vogue Australia, Teen Vogue, and others. Alice first became interested in astrology because it helped validate certain personality traits that she had always had trouble accepting. Through her reading, she aims to help others see the positive side to their emotional challenges, showing them how to use their unique quirks to their advantage. Hi, Alice. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? Um, I'm doing a lot better this week. I was like really anxious a few days ago, but I feel like it's calmed down a lot. So as we're working from home, and this is so different depending on, you know, what you do for a living, um, what does this look like for you currently? And what does your work from home office look like? Yeah, so I left Connecticut, or I left New York, and I'm staying with my dad and my stepmom in Connecticut. So I don't really have an office. I just work from the couch or the bed. But this isn't really different from how I work in New York, because I'm self employed. So I work from home most days. So it's not that big of a change. But I do miss like having meetings and being able to go out and do events. So that's different. Pre-COVID-19 and also now during it, is there a sort of routine that you follow? I am pretty bad at sticking to routines. Like I feel like that's why I like working for myself because when I did work in an office, I found it so hard to go in and do the same thing every day. So I'm not the right person to ask for routines because I'm like, I'm very like all over the place. Um, but yeah, I try to get going by like 10 a.m. every day. And then I usually work. I do my best work like later on at night, like 8 p.m. on. I feel like that goes for a lot of creatives. Like your creative energy comes in at different hours. I know for me, yeah. it's kind of phased out. But like always around 10, 11 p.m., I would get like these creative bursts of energy. And that's where like all my ideas would start coming in. Yeah, it's something about staying up past when you're supposed to, when your body thinks you're supposed to go to sleep and then you kind of calm down and the anxiety goes away and you can be more focused it's really cool so before diving in i'd love to talk about transitions for a minute you were formerly a fashion assistant at vogue when you began educating yourself in the realm of astrology and there was a period when you pursued astrology while also having this full-time job Eventually, you left your role at Vogue to follow a career in astrology. What was this transition like for you? And how did you ultimately know when it was time to leave your day job to pursue your passion? Yes. So I had been at Vogue for about a year when I started to lose like the passion I had once had for my job. Um, and it had been my dream to work there since I was a kid. So when I lost interest in it, I was like very confused. I was like, what do I do next? I like wanted a new job, but I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. 
Um, and then around January 2018, I picked up an interest in astrology randomly. Before that, I had just kind of read my weekly horoscope, but I didn't really know much beyond that. Um, and so that winter and spring of 2018, I obsessively taught myself how to read my birth chart and finding out these very specific planetary placements, such as what having Venus in the eighth house meant and what Saturn in the seventh house meant, explained my personality so much more than just being an Aquarius. Um, and so realizing that having these emotions and traits, I had them for a reason, helped calm me down a lot. Um, so I started practicing charts on all my friends, coworkers, family members, because I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, I want everyone to know that it's not just your horoscope. Um, and so I also started to do a lot of free readings over Instagram DMs for random followers that wanted one. And that was initially how I built up my client base. Um, astrology was still just a hobby at that time for me that I would just do at my desk when work was slow or when I came home at night. Um, I kind of viewed it as a distraction from my job and kept being like, okay, Alice, like stop the astrology. Like you have to write articles for Vogue. You have to focus on that. I didn't think it could become my career. Um, but then around August of 2018, that same year, another job I had applied for at Vogue fell through. And again, I was like, what am I doing? Um, so I turned back to astrology, started to do it more seriously. By that point, I felt I was good enough to start charging people to do readings. So I made an announcement on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm doing birth chart readings. I send them to your email for $30. It was like a five-page reading. Um, so the wait list immediately went to like 100 people over two days. And I think that was the moment when I was like, oh my God, I could actually support myself financially doing this and it could be my full-time job. So from there... I worked with my friend Christina to develop a website so people could place orders through there. And then brands started asking me to do chart readings at events. And then my business kind of, it was growing too much to be able to stay at Vogue. <laughs> um, so it was really like knowing I could financially support myself and seeing that I was so busy every day doing astrology. It just felt very natural giving my, um, giving my notice. And so in January 2019, I came in like the day after a solar eclipse and was like, it's time to leave. And so like taking that risk really opened up new opportunities for me. And things have just been like rising since then. That's really amazing. So you really kind of built a pretty solid foundation in what you wanted to pursue before ultimately leaving your day job. Yeah. Yeah, like I made sure I could, it, I was making the same amount, which wasn't hard because like magazines don't really pay anything. So, but yeah, I made sure that there was like, I could pay rent and stuff like that before I left. Was there a learning curve for you about how much you put out there for free and how much you actually need to start um, charging people for? I think especially in the in the realm of like DMs and things like that. Yeah, so like I get a lot of people sending me these really long DMs, treating me like I'm their therapist. And sometimes I just like cannot reply because it takes so much energy. Other times I'm like, hey, go to my website and buy a reading because people don't, I guess it's hard to like set that boundary with people. And then also kind of creating content. It's like, 
shouldn't I be charging to give people this information on Insta story? I'm still trying to figure that area out as well. Yeah, it's definitely a gray area, I feel like. Speaking of astrology, you've been quite vocal on social media about the astrology behind the coronavirus. Can you touch on this a bit more? So um, 2020 in general is a huge astrological year. A lot of astrologers knew there was something big coming. We just didn't know what. I interpreted it as being like so much work and like recognition. And it kind of was like, no, slow down, put in the steps. Like that's how I'm interpreting this whole like virus that's going on and like being quarantined. Um, but basically it was because these three major slow moving planets, Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter have all met up in Capricorn. So it's like this intense Capricorn energy. And when you have these types of outer planets meet in contrast to the quick, more personal planets like Sun, Moon, or Venus, it usually causes changes on a grand scale for everyone. So on January 12th, Saturn and Pluto met up in Capricorn. And Saturn's a planet that represents discipline and responsibilities and structure, while Pluto represents upheaval and rebirth. So you put these two planets together and something like coronavirus comes up to make us realize how ineffective some of our structures are and how we need to do things differently moving forward. So it's basically transformation on a really deep level for everyone, not just like one or two people. Um, to put this into perspective, the last time these two planets met in Capricorn was in January of 1518, which was two months. Yeah. So it doesn't happen often. Um, the last time they met period was in 1982, which was in Scorpio. And that was kind of the start of the AIDS cycle. Um, and Scorpio is a sign associated with like death and sex. So that was interesting. Um, But in 1518, this was two months after Martin Luther published his 95 Theses and the Protestant Revolution began. So again, it was like something major, transformative. And then in March specifically, why it all came to a head in March and not January was because Jupiter and Mars caught up with this Pluto and Saturn energy in Capricorn, giving a lot of energy to the process. Um... Having Jupiter in Capricorn also indicates that this is a time of rebuilding and ultimately establishing a better foundation for ourselves moving forward. So I feel like good will come of it. It's just like super amplified right now, everything that's happening. You also mentioned something about rebirth. Is that how you're interpreting this? Is this kind of a reset for the world right now? I feel like people are having to face like their deepest fears right now. That's what this isolation has brought out. But it's also, I don't know, for me, I've just been like, I've realized I was maybe chasing money too much. And like, I needed to go back and like, have gratitude for what I've already accomplished. So I feel like it's a mental reset in that way, instead of trying to like always push ahead and have the next thing. It's like, how can we be present more and like, be thankful for what we've already done? Um, yeah, and then also with the astrology, um, the financial stuff is explained by Uranus being in Taurus, forming a square to all this Capricorn energy. So that basically means that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with money and unpredictable changes, um, which kind of explains the drop, sudden drop in the market, and it urges us to think about money and spending differently moving forward. Is there any insight to how long this period is going to last? I think 
all of 2020 will be pretty intense. I think there will be like a moment to breathe in the summer. There are some positive transits coming up, but I feel like in the fall, there's going to be stuff that causes it to come back up again. Um, but moving into 2021, that'll be like a much more positive year in general. So I think it's the main year is 2020. And when studying astrology during this period, is it collective as we're all really going through something together? Or is it still really individualized as to how each sign is handling this process differently? It's collective and it applies to everyone, but some signs may feel it more strongly than others because all of these planets in Capricorn are in the last degrees of Capricorn. Capricorn people born between January 15th and January 20th might feel the most stress. Uh, and then the other cardinal signs, Libra, Aries, and Cancer, they may feel it more strongly as well, especially if they're born within the last few days of that season. And anyone with those four signs as their rising or moon as well might feel it strongly. So it definitely affects some more than others, but it affects everyone in general. Are there any similarities that we all can do to move through this in kind of the easiest form? Yeah, I feel like for the collective, it's all about remaining patience. This is what the Saturn energy, it's like a big lesson in patience, accepting that things are not going to move ahead as planned right now. And then also as a collective, it's just kind of not giving up in the face of tough times, especially Jupiter and Pluto are exactly meeting this week. Um, so it's kind of keeping like the drive that you had before, but reworking it with the limitations that are being placed on you right now. That's going for everyone. Are there any other positive shifts that you've observed during this period? <laughs> yeah, I feel like there there's a lot more positivity coming up. The worst for now is behind us. Um, Saturn just moved into Aquarius on March 21st. It's been in Capricorn since the end of 2017. So this shift from having it in an Earth sign to an air sign We'll see a lot of progress and forward thinking, and people also want to be more community focused and figure out how they can bring people together. So I feel like when we're out of quarantine, it'll just be about being with friends and like wanting to do good for like a collective. Um, and that'll last until 2023. Um, in the short term though, we have Mars moved into Aquarius yesterday, and then Venus moves into Gemini on April 3rd. So both Aquarius and Gemini are air signs, which is like a much less emotionally charged energy than this Capricorn Pisces thing that's been going on. Um, so moving into the spring, I think it's just going to be like a lot more positive and people won't be complaining and as anxious. Um, but yeah, and then from the fall, there'll be a Mars retrograde, which will again connect to this Capricorn energy. So I feel like September through November, there could be some stuff that comes up again. Do you have any advice for how you're going about this new norm that we're in currently, whether it's, you know, a productivity hack that you found or what you're doing in regards to mental health or for movement? What are you practicing during this time? Um, so I've been doing meditation for 10 minutes every day when I wake up. It's like so hard, but I feel like with practice, 
it has an effect on you. Um, and then I do yoga on YouTube every night before I go to bed, just because a lot of the day I don't end up moving around a lot. So I have to do something to get rid of that extra energy. And then I also paint and painting helps stay like very in the present and focus what you're doing like that exact moment instead of like worrying about the future. Um, yeah. And then also just like reading a lot of astrology books and kind of trying to get better at what I do. Do you do a guided meditation or do you actually do it yourself? I do guided just 10 minutes. I can't do more than 10 minutes. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. They say that you have to keep like building it up eventually like eventually you would be able to do longer the more that you practice it yeah and I think the more you practice it the more I mean the less your mind wanders off and the more you can be like in that moment like right now it's like half and half for me I'm like okay my mind's wandering off let's bring it back yeah it's not easy no not at all Well, thank you so much for working from home with me, Alice. It was a pleasure having you. Yeah, it was, thank you for having me too. This was so fun. Thanks for joining my conversation with Alice. You can follow her on Instagram at, at @stockalice. Thanks again for tuning in to Work From Home, the mini-series. Out of Office, the podcast, will return to its regularly scheduled episodes soon. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy working from home with us. Hit subscribe to keep up with us, and of course, rate or share with a friend. Out of Office is not just a conversation with our guests. It's also a conversation with you. Send us your career questions to hotline at buybaba.com and we'll answer them in our upcoming episodes. This podcast was produced by Tinka Media and music was brought to you by Blue Dot Sessions.